is Martha. And I'm Colby. And this is the Shit You Need to Know podcast. The show where we talk about what you need to know to live your best millennial life. Listen in each week as we talk about everything from our favorite pizza to how to drop your toxic friends. We ask each other the questions and somewhere between us, there's an answer. Because there's shit you need to know. Hey, I'm Martha. And this is Colby on the Shit You Need to Know podcast. A podcast where we talk about things you need to know and some things you didn't. Welcome back to the podcast this week. It is our second week of the Growing Up Month, uh, but first we'll get into the poll of the week. So if you were on a date, where would you rather go? Would you rather go to the movies or would you rather go bowling? Colby, what do you say? So early in my current relationship, we've been together for a while now. Um, we went bowling and it was um, it was a bad, a bad time, a bad date because uh, I got a little too competitive. I was just going to say the same thing would totally happen to me. I was like, I can't go to bowling <laughs> because I would just get really mad if I didn't win. I um. I did win, by the way. I, I was not going to lose, but I. <laughs> oh my god! I won, and um, I was not at. I was not very gracious. Um, but I, if we've gone bowling since, and it was a lot better because we've learned each other and things have gotten better. I'm fine with either, though. But I go to the movies a lot with her, so bowling to switch it up. I'm going to say movies because I love movies. I love movie dates. I love talking about movies with my friends. Um, that's it. That's all I have to say. I just think movies are the superior date. I think, like Colby said, bowling can get really competitive, and I don't like that part of myself, and I don't want to showcase that on a date. Unless it's a relationship, then it's okay. But if it's just this first or second date, then it's definitely going to be a movie. But I think both are good, because both give you something to talk about when the conversation rolls. True. And, and movies, you don't have to talk, you just have to watch a movie. You can find me on Instagram at Real Martha Riley for the full and at SYNTK Pod uh, or on Twitter at SYNTK Pod. We're tweeting a little bit more, so check that out too. Where can we find you, Colby? And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at C O L B Y Complains. Or as you said last week, or no, not last week, two weeks ago, the only platform that matters to this old boy. This, this old man of a boy. <laughs> This week on the podcast, we are talking about our relationships with our parents. And I was thinking about this today, and I think it's going to get pretty vulnerable in some parts when I'm talking, because I have an interesting relationship with my parents, and I know they listen to this. Um, I don't know if they listen to it every week or anything, but I think if they listen to this, they would be surprised with what I would have to say. Um so we'll see on that part, I guess. Do you have any opening comments before we dive in? Uh, I think I had a pretty, um, besides the voice crack, well, that was included in my childhood. I had a very simple, easy childhood. Like, nothing really dramatic happened, and I'm lucky on that front. Um, but there, I'm interested to talk with you about it, because we had, I think, I don't want to say very different, growing up with our parents 
So how did you feel about your parents when you were growing up? Were they strict or did you have a lot of freedom? Did you think they were good people? So I was the second child. So the the practice baby had already like gone and flourished and did whatever she needed to do. So they were a lot more chill with me. And I was a pretty independent child anyway, so I didn't need a lot. They were kind of in the middle of the road as far as like strict or let me do whatever. Like I could not do whatever I wanted. Like I definitely had rules, but they weren't super strict. I Also, we both live with our parents. And this is weird because I'm pretty sure one of them could hear me right now, but it's whatever. <laughs> um, My mom's not home. So, yeah, they weren't particularly strict or anything. It's just... You know, I had a curfew. Don't miss a curfew or you won't get to do other things. Um, Do well in school or you won't get to do other things. (laughs) Um, And they were generally supportive supportive of whatever I was doing as long as I wasn't like hurting anybody. So, yeah. What about you? That's good. Um, Let me think. So growing up, my mom has always pretty much worked for herself, probably since I was really young, maybe not until I was 10 or something, but still young. So one of my favorite memories from growing up was when my mom would take Fridays off when we would have fun Fridays. So we would either go to the Mall of America or go do something fun. And me, my mom and my brother would just hang out. And that was like really special. And I like really miss those moments. Um, Obviously, I'm much older now. And so is my brother. But it would still be nice to like have the family come back together because it kind of changed when I was in college. My parents got a divorce and I think we'll go into that more later. But besides that, I mean, growing up, my parents were pretty busy. They worked a lot and they expected a lot out of me because unlike you, I was actually the oldest kid. I had a lot of responsibility and I was the one who had to set the example. Um, If you look at my brother, no offense to him, but his life was probably a lot easier than mine growing up. Um, And then maybe my parents didn't view it that way because you do it with one kid and the second kid is always the easier one or whatever. But it's it's just funny to me that we were pretty different. Um, Were they, did I have a lot of freedom? Yeah, I would say I was a pretty good kid. I didn't go out or like stay out late or anything growing up. I just liked to read and I don't know, I was a nerd, so it wasn't that bad. Um, They weren't strict unless it was about sports or grades for the most part, but I did a lot of things. I was pretty involved, so I think I got some slack if I got, I don't know, a B or whatever in class. I know some friends who still... Throughout college, the, oh, you have to do well mentality carried on with them. I know one of my old friends got pretty much A's all throughout college. And that's pretty impressive to me because I did not do that. So, Oh, no. (laughs) But, hey, who's doing better now? Probably still them. Probably still them. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, you know, it was fine. I think my parents were fine. They treated me well. Um... Nothing out of the ordinary, I want to say. We, we all, I want to say we also probably grew up maybe pretty privileged in the sense that we had money. We were never poor. We took vacations as a kid. Was that the same for you? Yeah, I, um, I definitely, like, we didn't, we didn't struggle. I'll, I'll put it that way. Like, yeah. 
one thing that when I've done like privilege walks in the past, uh, one thing that they mentioned is like always had or had more than 50 books in your household growing up. Like pretty much whenever I wanted a new book, I was able to get that new book. Totally. Same. Now that you, you mentioned your mom working earlier, um, my mom did and still does work a lot. She was always there when I like needed her. Like if there was something that was like a PTA thing or like a field trip, like my mom was always wanting to do that. I did that with like I, we went on vacations, like we did all the family stuff. It was I don't know if my parents were there as much as I wanted them to be. And it's kind of sad when you phrase it like that. It is a sad thing to say. But I mean, my mom was there at the swim meet. She ran the timing board. So if we would, every swim meet needs like a timekeeper. So she did that. Um, my dad worked late sometimes. And then I was in some other activities that they just didn't ever really attend. Um, and that kind of hurt when I saw how involved the other kids' parents were. I sort of had to pull teeth to get them involved. And that didn't feel very good. But I, I think I look back now and... I would never want to go to a kid's swim meet, you know, like that just sounds so much work. It's hot in there. Your kid probably isn't that good. So I totally get it. I could get why they didn't want to come to some of these things, but I think in the moment it maybe hurts that they didn't do that. Um, I don't hold it against them or anything. I just like reflecting back on my childhood and how I'm not that close with my parents now. I've done a lot of therapy on this, if you can't tell. <laughs> What's therapy? <laughs> but yeah, I, I think, you know, we always want more of our parents. We think of them as very, I guess, a lot of people have always said, oh, my parents are my role models. I never thought that. And just because I had different role models, um, I looked up to different types of people, but I always envied the kids that could say that or did have a really close relationship with their parents. As far as involvement, my I'm trying to think like the things I did. Like I've said this before. My dad was my basketball coach from like seven to 18. So he was always there. And whenever I had a game, my mom was there pretty much. I'm sure she missed a couple because she had stuff to do. But almost always my mom was there. As far as marching band, my dad did not miss a football game I played at until college and there was a hurricane like a literal category one hurricane it was the first game he missed that would make sense did you have to play yeah yuck it was a maybe the worst saturday of my life <laughs> um so that but they didn't come to many marching band competitions which i'm not sure how familiar you are with like the high school marching band scene at least how it is i mean i've seen drumline with nick cannon am i close a little bit, actually, where like the the football game isn't like the thing. It's the competition. OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we went to like six competitions a year. So by the time I graduated, I did over easily over 20 competitions. Um, and my parents only came to at least the ones we like um, Southeast didn't host. They only came to one, which I would have liked them to come to other competitions. Because honestly, we were better in competition than we were at football games. The people were actually quiet and paid attention. Do you think that parents have a responsibility to come to things that their kids are in? So say, I don't know, in five years, how do you want to show up for your kid? If you have a kid, I don't know. Or maybe longer in five years. Jesus, you'll only be it's 27. Be than five <laughs> so, years. Yeah, okay. See let's say like 10 years, your kid is, I don't know, getting older. 
how many of these things do you want to go to or do you feel that you would have a responsibility to go to? I mean, I want to go to as much as I can. Like, I, I've already decided that once my kid turns like nine or ten I'm going and they want to play basketball. I'm going to be their coach. That's so cute. Oh I'm going and we're going to win. <laughs> we're going to run whatever, whatever league that we are in. I don't care if it's a Y league, AAU, whatever we need to do. We're running that league. <laughs> but um, uh, check back with us on episode 600 of the shit you need to know podcast, and we'll see how Colby's doing with his kids. <laughs> listen, I almost coached a team in college. Anyway, um, yeah, I. I I definitely want to be there as much as I can because I, it's a good feeling. And you, like you, when you're little, it just looks like, oh, yeah, it's okay because like my mom's here. It's okay because my dad's here. Yeah, totally. And I didn't have that um, because I don't, you know what? I don't know why. I think I picked, I can like blame it on my parents and it's it's probably not their fault, but I also did kind of weird sports. Like I did the swim team, I did speech, whereas my brother did baseball and we all went to the baseball games as a family, but my brother it never came to see me swim as far as I remember. I remember going to a couple of his baseball games um, and maybe we just like weren't very... I don't know. I guess we were probably just an independent family um, for a while. Yeah. And I mean, looking back now, I know that my parents are divorced and they have been divorced for some time. I can kind of see I'm wildly speculating here, but I can kind of see that if they were maybe having problems in their own relationship, that it would totally not be super easy for them to come hang out with us all the time. I get that. Um like I said, I don't blame them or anything, but I, you, you wish they were there. You, you know, they're their parents. Um, you just want them to hang out with you sometimes. So, yeah. Yeah, there, the one thing I'm glad they weren't there with there for was a quiz bowl because <laughs> my dad... Did you lose? No, I was... Listen, I, I'm good at trivia. <laughs> I, um, and my dad would have totally been like, sports dad like my kid is good sports dad yeah at every single one of these quiz bowl competitions and i would not be able to handle that so i I am glad he did not come to this but um that's funny yeah i like that i like that um do you think that your parents gave you enough support or do you think it was too much yeah i will adjust it I think in the end, yeah, I think I got enough support from them. What's the end? You're not dead. I mean, like, their job is mostly complete. Like, <laughs> I just live here mostly. <laughs> um, right. So, like, I think they, they've done a good job, you know? I always tell this story not in, like, a bad way. And, gosh, I really just don't want to come off like I'm shaming my parents. So if you're listening, I am. I, I'm sorry. But I remember when I was in college, I had to go get my own birth control for the first time because I never felt like I could talk to my mom about that. Um, And I just think that was kind of a big turning point in my independence. Like, okay, maybe she did, you know, prepare me for this. I know how to call a doctor. I know how to ask for a prescription. I know how to work my insurance. 
but I do wish I would have been able to talk to someone about that because that's a scary thing. And birth control, I mean, you're, you're dude, so you don't really have birth control, uh, but it can sort of mess you up in ways. And it wasn't super fun to not be able to talk to anyone about that. Um, because I wasn't that close with my friends in college yet. And, Birth control was not something we ever really talked about until later. Uh, so, yeah, it would have been nice to just, hey, mom, I got this pill. I don't know what it does. Can you help me? <laughs> Guys, learn about birth control. Yes. Seriously, like plug for that because you can be a really supportive partner if you know your shit around the pill or the patch or the IUD. Maybe we'll do an episode on that. Birth control for men. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a lot of like parental figures like besides your parents? No, not really. I would say maybe my teachers. Um, I was kind of a teacher's pet growing up in elementary school. But um, I mean, what even is a parental figure? So I, I grew up in the church. Okay. Black Baptist church. And wildly different from my Catholic church school education. <laughs> <laughs> they do this thing when you graduate where they have like a graduation ceremony and you like they say all the things you did in high school and where you're going to college if you're going to college or like what you're doing next after high school and then they like ask you to say something okay and I was like and normally it's like people like thanking people who like helped raise them and like when I got there and I looked at the congregation I was very lucky to be in a church was never a bad thing for me which is very lucky it was like the worst thing about it was having to wake up on Sundays true that was the worst thing honestly so like I looked out in the audience and I was or the congregation whatever audience like it's a concert but I was like so many adults in this room helped raise me yeah so like it was so there's my parents there's my uh, my aunts who were around a lot. There was my best friend, uh, Simone, her aunt and uncle were pretty much my second pair. Like, yeah, my second pair of parents. Like if I needed anything, I could go to them and they could like teach me how to drive stick shift, which we still haven't gotten around to, but Aww. he said he would teach me. But it was like that sort of thing. It's like when I was able to go to any adult in this church and they would help me if I was like in a pinch. That's really nice. I don't think I had anything equivalent or if I did, I'm totally blanking on it. I think I really rely more on my friends sometimes than my family. Um, but I think that's different now, now that I'm out of college and I'm grown up and I'm back with my mom. Well, no. Okay. You know what? That's not true. I did have one parental figure, two parental figures growing up. Um, it was sort of our family friends growing up and they lived in Wisconsin at the time. And we would go spend weeks at their house. And that was really great. Like they were definitely parental figures for me. And for that week in summer or whatever, I could just hang out and be a kid and not have to worry. And they still took care of me. So I'm really grateful for that and all that they provided me. But other than that, I would say not super much. Um, and I definitely 
I didn't feel like I could go to any of my friend's parents for anything. God, I just sound like a sob story. I'm not, I promise. (laughs) I'm well adjusted. I don't know. So yeah, to answer your question, no, I don't think I did. But I think I found that support in other ways, whether that was friends or sometimes the internet or sometimes just figuring out by myself, being independent or going to doctors and getting my shit checked out. Um, I think that's partially how I grew up. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to think like, who else was there? There's my my friend Cullen. I don't, I doubt you're listening to this, but if you are, what's up? Uh, he so we went to a basketball camp together. Like me and a bunch of my friends, we w- we did a basketball camp in the summer, but it was only a half day. It was like eight to twelve or eight to twelve thirty, and his mom worked from home. So what we would do is we go to basketball camp. His mom would pick us up and we'd go just hang out at his house for like the rest of the day until um, my parents came and picked me up. So um, Miss Clark was definitely a and his dad coached with my dad. Like he was like they were both coaching our basketball team. So they are also very much um, parental figures for me. Yeah, I think sports kind of transcend boundaries sometimes because it's like, I guess, oh, I drove your kid home from the swim meet or, oh, can you pick her up next time? I can't make it because of work. You really have to form friendships as parents. And then that in turn sort of gets passed down to you too. I know I had a lot of really close friends from the swim team just because we were around each other all the time. So I guess in that sense, that's another support system that I have was all the sports that I did and all the things that we ever talked about too. I mean, okay, this is like TMI, but we're women, right? So we had a bunch of tampons on hand. You are not a woman. Uh, we had tampons on hand for everyone. So it was just kind of this nice little community, I guess. But parents are sort of the figurehead of that community at some parts of your life. Also, God bless band moms. Oh, yeah. The world would not run without you, band moms. And we appreciate every single one of you. And there aren't enough band dads. We need more band dads. But band moms, you are the best. Legit. Do your band moms put bumper stickers on the car like my son's in the UNC marching band? I'm pretty sure there are like marching Tar Heel moms. Oh boy. Stickers. But I was thinking more of high school. She got one for your mom for Christmas. <laughs> she would not put that anywhere. <laughs> she supports me, I promise. No, like I was thinking more of high school, uh, especially in the marching bands that do a lot. Band moms. Without band moms, that the programs don't work. Yeah, that makes sense. How do you think your relationship with your parents has has changed from when you were a kid to growing up to going to college and now that you're out of college? How do you think it's what's happened since then? I mean, growing like when I was a kid, I, we had like a I'll just say like a normal kid parent relationship. It got slightly contentious early in high school, but that was just because like, you know, angst, pubescent angst, (laughs) it happens. Right. But it was like, fine. It was like, it's never, I never had like a falling out with them. It was just like arguments, yelling, slamming doors. Oh, I never yelled at my parents. Maybe when I was a kid, but 
I was more moody. I just silently retreated into myself and then I would just hide. <laughs> I mean, it this wasn't common by like any stretch of the imagination, but like it happened. Right. And then when I got to college, I, I feel like they were pretty hands off besides um, football games. Like I would see them like in the fall, I see them pretty much once a week uh, just because they came to Chapel Hill to for football so much. But and after that, now that we're now that I'm graduated and I'm semi an adult, it's closer to a friendship. Interesting. Like my like my dad and I just like talk about sports like regular people and like have the stupid, dumb sports arguments like you would with any of your your other friends. Um, like my mom and I, I'll sit out. We sit and watch Jeopardy together. Oh, every day. It's just like, yeah, it's chill. It's like I like this podcast would be a lot more entertaining if we had like. <laughs> struggling relationship with our parents but like it's well we haven't gotten to meet yet <laughs> fair it, like it's it's just been pretty chill like it was it's, it's fine no that's great i think it's important to have those healthy relationships in your life because every psych 101 class you take ever is like oh your parents fuck you up for life and sometimes that's true sometimes you are i guess the manifestation of your parents and not in a good way, or you act this one way because your parents acted uh, this way towards each other or something. But do you feel that you can talk about deep stuff with your parents, like relationships or, I don't know, drinking or politics? Is drinking deep? I don't know. I just came up with something. Uh, I don't mind telling my parents I drunk in college anymore. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that doesn't bother me. Um, politics... We are 70 to 85% aligned in politics. Like, enough, there are no big issues where we d- are divided big time. That's good. That's good. It's mostly I'm a socialist hippie and they are not there yet. <laughs> um, relationships is, we don't really talk about my current relationships. We talk about some of my older, like my old relationships. They're like, like, me and my current partner, not so much. They're very supportive. They love her, but we just don't talk about it. Yeah, I would say I'm the same with my parents. I remember I told my dad that I was going to break up with my ex-boyfriend, and I I pretty much almost lost it. Like, I definitely had tears in my eyes, and I was about to start crying. He's like, why? He's so great. I was like, Dad, you're not making this easy on me. <laughs> it's just really hard. But yeah, no, it's it's like I'm I'm jealous of you having all this great relationships with your parents. That's awesome. I'm really happy for you. Thank you. Before we get into stuff with your parents, do you see like yourself becoming your parents? Uh yes, I'm definitely becoming my mom and I I swore to myself I would never become like her <laughs> when I was growing up. I remember I was adamantly not. I found a okay, here's a funny story. I found a card at, I don't know, it was her Mother's Day or something, and I found a card that it was like, Mom, I'm becoming more like you every day. And I was like, this is bullshit. I'm This card is fake. It's the only one I can find, so I'm still going to give it to her, but I am not becoming like my mom. And here I am, living with my mom. Being an entrepreneur, my mom's an entrepreneur. So yeah, we're like in more ways than one. My dad has great music taste, uh, so we're alike in that way. 
at least I think I have good music taste. I don't know. My dad's way cooler than me, so I'm not quite there yet. But I didn't hear his love for reading. Yes, I am becoming like my mom and dad. What about you? So my partner told me that watching sports with me and my dad is like watching two of me. I don't think I, I don't think I could do that. <laughs> I, I realize that I picked up on so many things from him. There would be times when something would happen and we would say the same thing at the same exact time in the same cadence. Oh boy. So I, I realized that like, okay, so for 17 weeks, at least 17 weeks a year, I was sat on this couch with my dad over there and we were watching the same thing and I was subliminally picking up on everything my dad was saying. Oh my God, wait, football goes on for 17 weeks? Of uh, the oh. regular season plus four weeks um, before the season plus four, five weeks for the postseason. And that's not including training camp or the draft. All right, this is going to be a long fantasy football <laughs> season. I didn't know what I was signing up for. Um, but most fantasy seasons end after week 13. Oh, okay, good. Unless you make the playoffs. We're on week four or five. Are you winning? No, lost all three games. Well, you might not make the playoffs, so you might. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Are you like your mom in any way? Uh, my mom and I have a similar temperament, I'll say. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know your parents, but this is giving me good information. Like, I, I am like my mom up until... Okay, I'll say this. Like, default state is my mom. Extreme states is my dad. <laughs> That's funny. So it's like my <laughs> my sun sign is my mom and my rising sign <laughs> is my dad. Hey, that's actually accurate. But your rising sign is like who you are more as a person is like the mask you present to the world. So I don't know. Think about it. Maybe. I don't know. So how do you feel about your parents now? Or how has that feeling changed as you've gotten older? First of all, I think I have a lot more respect for them because growing up and raising kids is hard. And it's something that I actually don't even want to do because fuck that. That's a lot of work. Who wants to have kids besides you and uh, millions of other people? I, I kind of want to have kids. <laughs> yeah. You're a better person than me. Um, uh, well, debatable. Aww. Uh, okay dang jeez <laughs> we'll cut that out uh, <laughs> no keep it in don't don't take <laughs> out all the times when you're when you just like side swipe me on the way to your point <laughs> uh yeah i have a lot of respect for them i think i am coming to terms with them i will say my parents got divorced when i was i think 19 and i remember that day very vividly whatever, I know we talked about it a week ago or two weeks ago, that light bulb moment, you know where you were on 9-11 or any big thing that happened. And I know exactly what I was doing on my parents' day of divorce. It could not, like, I don't know what happened the day before. I don't know what happened the day after, but I do know exactly how I felt and exactly what I did that day because it was traumatic. You, it, and it really affects you in ways that you don't expect. It made me a lot more cynical. Um, it made me a lot more distrustful. I think in, in some ways, in some relationships, I definitely am working on that now. But 
when someone's been dating or been married or whatever for 19 years and they just suddenly snap, they're done. That's a really big thing to change. Um, and I don't, that shook me to my core. I didn't know what to do. But that day that my parents told me that they were getting divorced, first I thought they were kidding. They sat us down and they're like, we're getting divorced. I was like, no, no, you're not. Uh, but they were. So I ran away. Not really. I ran to go see a movie by myself. I took my backpack and my laptop and just hid out at the library for a little bit and turned my phone off because I didn't want to talk to anyone and everyone thought... I don't know that I'd run away. So I probably didn't handle that in the best way. But how are you supposed to handle when like the one relationship that you've always seen, like be there, go away? You can't. <laughs> it's really hard. And even now my, my grandma, on my mom's side is like, oh, how's your dad? Because, you know, they've been for so long. It's not like you can just turn that off. And luckily... The divorce was very amicable. Um, they're still, I wouldn't call them friends, but they still are pleasant toward each other. We actually still have family Christmases. So I am really thankful for that, that they can talk and communicate when they need to. Um, I know it's much worse for a lot of people. And I know I had a friend growing up that had to be shuttled from her dad's house to her mom's house, do the whole like child support thing. And that just sounds awful. Um, so I'm glad they worked it out that way. And I'm, I'm glad they're both mature enough to handle things. At least I think they are, at least to my eyes, but yeah, it really sort of, I want to say damages your perspective, but it definitely warps it a little bit. It, it became a really, it, it took a long journey for me to, understand why they did what they did. Um, and it took me a longer time to accept that. Uh, I was pretty much like, oh, no, no, this is the worst thing ever. They need to get back together. Like, they can't break up. Um, I see now that they're both happy and they're functioning, uh, which is great. <laughs> I'm really happy for them. But you and, and, and as a kid, you still always sort of feel like it's your fault. Like, oh, maybe you did something to cause this. And I remember that was one of the first things they said. They're like, it's not your fault. It's us. And, and now that I'm older, I think I was 19 at the time. And, and now that I'm 25, six years later and have been in long-term relationships. Oh yeah. I totally get it. <laughs> like I totally get that relationships sometimes just end and, and that's okay. It's unfortunate that it happens after so long and you really just have to sort of learn to deal with it. It's just like any other breakup. It's just, you take a longer time to extract yourself from it. My dad, I was driving with him the other day and he made a comment and he's like, Oh, got divorced this day, six years ago. And I was like, Oh, what the fuck? You've never said that before. Uh, so I know it's a big deal for them. I know it's a big deal for me. And I know it definitely probably hit my brother really hard. We don't talk about it, but so you know that you're never really going to be the same after a life event like this happens, but you can sort of heal around it, if that makes sense. So I know that, yeah, it still really sucks that my parents are divorced. So I don't like it and I wish it was different, but at the same time, I can't convince them to get back together, nor would I want to because that's not where they are in their life. Uh, so it just sort of takes a little bit of time, but 
now that I've grown up and seen them with their different partners now, I get it. Like, I get that maybe they're happier now, maybe they're not, but they're doing their own thing and I need to respect that. And I just need to keep doing my own thing too. Because of my parents' divorce, I always felt fiercely independent and I needed to do everything by myself and for myself. So it was really hard for me when I had to move in with my mom uh, just a couple of months ago because I was, I'm flat broke, you guys. I have no money. It was really hard for me to sort of ask for that help just because I'd always been taught you can do it yourself. You can, you know, make it work. Um, And I think sometimes my parents still think that, but I am really grateful for them helping me out and like letting me stay with them because it is a huge relief on my finances. So it's been okay living with my mom. Uh, she folded my clothes once or twice. Not going to lie. I loved it. Mom, if you're listening, please do it again. I hate folding my clothes. I I also don't want to like be here too long and like take advantage of it, but I, I love that I'm not spending money right now. So I guess that's a good thing. What about you? How do you like living with your parents? Yeah, I did not expect to be here as long as I did. It's just kind of how the cards fell. After I graduated, I came back because I didn't have a job yet. And I was like, all right, going to look for a job. And I wasn't really like specifically looking in North Carolina or near home. I was just kind of like, yeah, I'll just end up where I end up (laughs) and I'll move out when I get a job and I had a couple job prospects in like Atlanta didn't quite work out um some in DC that didn't quite work out and then something came up that was 20 minutes from my house and I was like all right I'll I can I can do that and then my parents always told me like you can stay here like as long as you need to to like oh that's nice figure out what you need to figure out and I didn't want to because my sister when she moved to college she never came back she had everything she needed in um charlotte yeah so i was like oh i don't want to be the kid that never left home just as like an ego thing (laughs) oh my god no i actually like felt the same way yeah i i felt weird that i went to school in state and then i got a job in state i never moved around and that's still something that i feel bad about so i totally get it so yeah i mean i still have that same job so i'm here and it's been it's been pretty chill they let me pretty much do whatever like I don't have to like ask permission for things, but like because they're my parents and because they will worry if I don't tell them something, like I'll just like, hey, I'm going to stay in Chapel Hill tonight. And they're like, okay, be safe. And then that's nice. And that's it. And then just like let them know when I get there so they don't freak out because then it's just worse on my end. You know, I never thought about that. I never tell my mom what I'm doing, but she also doesn't really live here. She lives with her boyfriend, so it's just kind of her office, but I never, she comes back in the morning and she never asks where I am. So I don't know. (laughs) I guess that's okay. (laughs) I don't know. It was always a thing in high school. Like both me and my sister do this. Like even though my sister doesn't like live here, like she'll be like, She'll call when she calls home, just like say, hey, she's like, yeah, I'm on my way here. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm playing a trip here. Yeah, it's just a thing that we've always done. It's not like a burden or anything. It's just keeping them in the loop. 
Is there anything from your family that you want to emulate in your own future family? I really appreciate how my parents let me, for the most part, like there was definitely like some like heavy guidance, but like for a lot of things, they let me figure it out on my own. Like they let me figure it out. Like they never like pushed me towards a certain sport. They wanted me to play sports, but they weren't like, hey, play this do this. They, they let me choose that. And I really appreciated that. The extracurriculars that I did like band was all me. Like I would, I could have gone to a different, um, I went to, uh, I'm sure we'll talk about school at some point, but I went to a magnet elementary school. I could have gone to a magnet middle school, but I wanted to do bands. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to play trumpet. So I want to go to my neighborhood school. And they're like, okay, if that's what you want to do. And they let me do that. And they supported me through seven, 11 years of band. Damn. I still play my trumpet. Sometimes I have my, keyboard, guitar, ukulele here too. When I said I was doing quiz bowl, they said, that's great. When I said I was um, joining a fraternity, they were like, yeah, I, I hope that works out for you. Like they were very supportive in that way. And I want to, I want to do that for my kids. That's great. I love that. When my brother joined a fraternity, my dad's like, oh, my God, who's going to pay for this? <laughs> my Our dues aren't that much. Like, I, I okay. could handle our dues on my own. That's okay. That's not bad. Um, I think my brothers were, I don't know, whatever, a couple thousand. But Yeah, they weren't that. They weren't close to that. If I would have joined the fraternity my dad was in, it would have been closer to that. But um, You did the music one? Yeah. Kappa, Kappa Psi National Honorary Band Fraternity Incorporated. I think there's one, there's a chapter at the U of M, but I don't know for sure. We did not have to learn about that district, so <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think something that I want to bring to my family, if I ever have one, uh, or uh, any kids that I'm an aunt to, if my brother has kids, is just sort of the sense of almost like adulthood that I have. Uh, I you know, learned how to call a doctor really early on and make my own doctor appointments and drive myself there, print it. I remember printing out the map quest. I'm not that I'm young, but I still remember doing that. I like, I remember map. Quest. Yeah. I printed out the map quest, put it on the seat next to me, checked the directions, uh, made sure I never got lost or whatever. So I do appreciate that thing that those things. Um, but I would probably, increase the supportiveness a little bit and not, and I don't want to be like a helicopter parent, but somewhere in between, because I think I want like kids to trust me and like be able to come to me with anything and not fear any weird consequences. Like, Oh, Hey mom, I don't know what's happening to my body. Can you help me? I like, I remember I got an American girl book, which is great. I fucking love that book. And that's how I learned about a lot of things. So I wish I could have like talked to my mom more about this stuff. And maybe that was me, maybe that was her, but I just never really felt comfortable doing that. So I just want to like open the floor and have a very like open household and very communicative because that's a weakness of mine. Um, is there any final thoughts you have on parenthood? Being a parent is difficult. And I think um, mother and father did a pretty good job. So good job, team. I would agree with you. I think my parents did the best they could with the circumstances they had. And I don't know. I turned out all right. I'm doing all right for myself. So they must have done something right. I just 
Hopefully we can talk a little more. Maybe they'll listen to this episode and we can open up dialogue about some of the things that I've experienced in my life that they don't maybe know about. And that would make it great for me. I I would love if I could do that with my parents. And I don't know, maybe I need to take that first step. So this conversation has definitely got me thinking about things that I could do to bridge the gap a little bit, just because listening and talking about it, it I don't have this most great family life, uh, but I'm not mad about it, and it could have been a lot worse. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone, thanks for listening to this episode. Wow, I almost said never made Farsi. Thank you for just listening to this episode of Shit You Need to Know. Uh, We're going to stop here, and next time... We are going to have a conversation with a real life adult. A real life adult who I think is he's 44 now. I think he'll be 45 when we record the podcast. So he is a dear friend of ours and I hope you like him. Find us online at www.shityouneedtoknow.com or needtoknow.show and on Twitter and Instagram at SYNTKpod. Thank you to Stephen Boyd and DJ Empirical for all things sound. And thanks to Sir and Purs for the artwork. Big shouts to Irene, even though you don't listen to the podcast. And don't forget to rate us five stars and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And we'll talk soon. It's getting hot. I have to take off my sweater. Oh, man. It looks like we're explicit now.